from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 204, the Kessel Run G.I. Joe. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm John. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, we are back for another Kessel Run. John, we have not gone two years without doing another G.I. Joe uh, comic book episode. Uh, People did not have to wait as long this time. (laughs) I think it's only been about six months. We had... We had um, uh, we had a guest the last yes. time, if I recall. Yes. And uh, yeah, so th- it is kind of nice to to know we're not going that far in between. In so. fact, somebody somebody said something on Facebook. I posted that we were going to be recording, and they said, "Oh, I'd really like to come on for issue 34." And I said, "Well, at the rate we're going, that'll be in 2026." <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I I actually would. I mean, we're only in uh, end of April right now. Uh, I actually would like to get to issue. I, I'm crossing my fingers that maybe we could focus and get to issue 21 before the end of the year, so we could like end with that. Uh, so there's nothing to do in that up. Epi- that'll be the last episode because it's silent. <laughs> we won't say anything. <laughs> we don't have to say a word. <laughs> um, but no, I was I was excited to get back to covering GI Joe. Uh, I loved having Brian on the last episode. I we've. Had a lot of people. I don't know if you heard from people, but we heard. I heard from a lot of people that said they would love to hear Brian on the show more often. And I was like, "Don't worry, that's going to happen." We've. Ar- I've already talked with Brian that we're going to have him on more. So uh, that's a done deal. So, well, I I do want to congratulate him because I know it's still not completely over, but I I do know that his Kickstarter was funded yes. uh, well and above what it needed to be, and hopefully he'll hit his uh, stretch goal. But uh, yeah, super excited for him and look yeah. forward to seeing that book. Yeah, me too. When it comes out. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm very excited about it. So, um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk some uh, GI Joe today, uh, issue number sixteen. Uh, we're gonna talk a little GI Joe Six Million Dollar Man. Uh, John's read some comics. Things have been going on, so we're gonna kind of do a little catch up and then we'll jump right into the issue. So, 
Um, John, what's been going on for you in geek world as well as just in life in general? How have things been? I am staying super busy with my uh, other podcast, the HR Social Hour Half Hour. Working on some things there. Got a lot of content that I'm putting out. And I do want to thank again Brian Lang and now also uh, Uncle Teabag Travis for giving me reviews there. And I will throw it out once again. If you do review the show on iTunes, give me five stars. If you're a listener to the show, you will get a gift. Uh, I'm getting those guys nice prizes. And for those of you who know me, no, I don't do cheap. Uh, <laughs> so I'll make it worth, worth your while to help me out there. But no, just having a lot of fun doing that. I've read quite a few comics lately, which is a nice change of pace for me. That's awesome. Uh, the Yeah, well, and I have to say, for all these and all of you that know that, let's face it, I'm not the – uh, the biggest Star Wars movie fan these days. Mm-hmm. I will say that the comics have kept me thoroughly entertained and wanting more. I read, nice. I read the Poe Dameron first trade. I think I got that from you at Baltimore. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I've now read the next two. I think those stories are great. I love how they're developing that squadron. There's intrigue. I like the new bad guy. Yeah. That book is just, it's really, really cool. Noto's art is fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. The other one, though, that you said, John, you got to read this, and I finally did, was Darth Vader. Yeah. And holy shit, that thing is amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I never thought about how he got his lightsaber, how the crystals were living organisms, and they could yeah. turn bad. That stuff is crazy, and yeah. it's fantastic. I tweeted Charles Sewell a couple weeks ago just yeah. say, hey, I'm really late to the game, but I'm loving this, and, yeah. and he actually responded and thanked me for reading it. Yeah, I, I think I've read the first trade there. Yeah. If you have, For those of you who haven't read it, I know, Ryan, you're always posting and giving it really high marks. Yeah. It's definitely worth a read. I yeah. really, really liked it. I will say a couple of really odd art choices sometimes, yeah. just very strange staging which I, I kind of get over because overall I think the art is really, really well done. Yeah. But yeah, the story, I just, I love what they've done with him and I love how they really developed, developed yeah. that character with the emperor just being so bad and so yeah. awful to him. But yeah, when I, when I started reading about the, the Kyber crystals, that stuff was a uh, fantastic. Yeah. Just so much fun. And I'm going, yeah, this is, I guess that's where I need to be now with, yeah. with, with Star Wars, because those those two books in particular, you could you could make Poe Dameron movies based on what those stories are, and I would oh, go see totally. those. I've really really enjoyed those, and, and like I said, Darth Vader, man, I think maybe you said somebody said that's the best Star Wars title out there. Absolutely, yes. I don't, I, I I certainly can't disagree with what I've read. Yeah, fantastic, and, and I really really, say, really fun. if you have the opportunity to. Go back and read the previous Darth Vader series as well. It was like 25 issues. It's, uh, you could probably, it's probably broken up into like, uh, four trades or something like that. Um, and it's, uh, it was written by Kieran Gillen and art for the most of the issues was, uh, Salvador La Roca. Uh, so that is, one, that one, I'm sorry, that was before the Charles Sewell book? That was before the Charles Sewell book. Oh, but here, okay. But, here, but here's the funny thing. The storyline takes place after the Charles Sewell storyline. So the char the the Kieran ah, Salvador okay. La Roca takes place right after uh, a New Hope, where the Charles Sewell stuff gotcha. obviously takes place before all the New Hope stuff. So, um, well, I, I will definitely check that out because I've, like I said, that, that stuff 
just the whole lightsaber story. Yeah. Again, I don't know about you. I never really thought about that as a kid or even late. I never really thought about, Oh, how did he get his lightsaber or how did that come to pass that? I just thought that was a fantastic yeah. telling. And as we've talked about to stay in the guidelines, to come up with something that I think is really, really creative and stayed in those guidelines. Yeah. Kudos to that team. Cause yeah. that, that was really, really, really good. Well, and the thing with it too, was I enjoyed the Kieran Gillen so much that I was like, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about another Darth Vader series because it, it ended so well. Like it was a very buttoned up nice story. And I was like, man, are they just because it sold well and everything else? Are they just bringing another Darth Vader just for the sake of selling another Darth Vader story? And then I saw Charles Solos and I was like, okay, I know he's a good writer, but I'm still nervous. And then I, like you said, I, I read that first arc and I was like, oh my God, yeah, this is just as good, if not even better. Um, it's just done very, very well. But yeah, if you like that, definitely go back and, and get the Kieran Gillen stuff. And uh, I think you'll be very pleased with that as well. So. I will do that. So you mentioned Joe, Six Million Dollar Man. Yes. What, what do you think? I'm enjoying it uh, quite a bit. I've read issues one and two. I know issue three just came out. Um, I really, really like it. Um, now, the one thing I said to Brian Shearer when uh, he was here in Cleveland is I said to him, like, um, the only thing I wish they had done is it's not very new reader friendly in the sense that if you don't know G.I. Joe and you don't know Six Million Dollar Man, you really don't get to know them as well. Like you kind of have to know those characters to kind of really get out of the story, what you need to, you can still enjoy it. But, and he goes, well, Ryan, to be honest with you, he says the only people who are probably picking up this title are people that know at least one of those properties. (laughs) That's true. That would be a big jump for somebody. And and I, I I think it's a great crossover. I've read the first two issues as well. All I can say is that first, I, I saw the original, a lot of the original art Shannon had at AwesomeCon. Yeah. And so I saw the artwork before I saw the, the printed stuff. Yeah. And that the page, there's two pages in that first issue. The first where they show Steve Austin on a claw. Yeah. And then the next page, he's ripping open Ace's cockpit window. Yes. That was, I was laughing. I was just giddy because I thought that is so damn cool. Like, I would have never thought of that stuff as a kid going, yeah. Oh yeah, Steve Austin's gonna not be working with Joe, and he's gonna be tearing up right. Sky Strikers. Oh come on, man, that was well, so cool. And I so, had to laugh because I'm sorry, Jason Adams. Once again, Ace goes down in a Sky Striker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I will say I'm definitely looking forward to the to the conclusion of that story. Yeah, uh, I I think there I think it's been a lot of fun. I I, I think you're right that. Can't I don't know how much you could necessarily put backstory wise or yes not non fans or, or non readers of either of these properties probably aren't picking it up. Yeah, it'd be great knocking on the countertop that enough people are buying it that it would warrant doing an additional series. I would love that because and I know was- Shannon really enjoyed it. I know he would like to do more if it's if it's a possibility and yeah. I've I can tell you and for those of you that like like it. Make sure you're tweeting Tom Waltz at IDW. Yeah. At I think at Tom Waltz is his Twitter handle. You know, Tom, I, I'm going to give IDW some credit here, Ryan. Believe it or not, <laughs> Tom, since he's become the editor uh, on that run, he is doing more for GI Joe than they've done in a while. Yeah, and, and he's sharing artwork and he's and he's giving the, the creators props and just putting it out there. And so I made a point of tweeting him and Dynamite to say really liking this do more 
I, you know, Shannon and Brian both need to be doing more work for you guys. Yeah. And, and he liked it. And, you know, I, that I, I, I appreciate the fact that he is engaging at some level with the fandom. Yeah. In, in a good way. Yeah. And, and I think we all can probably agree that that was needed and, and it's good that it is happening. Absolutely. But, but if and you I like will, it, make sure, make sure yeah. you tell them. And I will say they, they go, at least by the second issue even, they go pretty deep into the Joe history uh, with a character that shows up at the end. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they do. <laughs> um, I absolutely love there is a, a fisticuff battle between Hawk and uh, the $6 million man. So uh, that is an awesome fight worth seeing. And I am really looking forward to issue three because – you have a bunch of Joes inside a tower that is ruled by Cobra on every level, and they basically need to get to the top of this tower. So it may, reminds me of like every boss fight in a video game, like where you have to climb the different levels and everything <laughs> <Yeah>. else. <laughs> like they show like the one level is like all the grunts, the next level is like all these bats with uh, Storm Shadow. Then you got the the Cobra twins, and it's just it looks like it's gonna be awesome. So um, yeah, it, it is a very fun book. Uh, the other thing I mentioned to Brian about the title that I really liked, and I'll mention this on, on the air as well, is uh, I know everyone loves Larry Hama. I love Larry Hama too. but And I know some people love it when, I know a lot of Joe fans love it, when he gets really technical and throws in all the techno babble military terms that he knows. Uh, and as most people know that have listened to this show for any length of time, I'm not really a fan when he does that. Uh, like, cause I feel like it takes away from the story. It takes, when he's telling character development stuff is when I really like Larry Hama, uh, and his writing. Uh, I don't really care that it's a whatever gun and, you know, that they're gonna do this op and all that, I, whatever. But, I told Brian what I like with a different writer writing this Joe Six Million Dollar Man is, I'm getting the character development without all the technobabble. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm really liking that, and that's what I was kind of looking forward to, is just seeing somebody else writing Joe, like see what their take would be on it and everything else. So, um, But, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, definitely go out and pick it up. I will say I'm doing my part because I'm, I'm typically getting at least two covers to it. So uh, I'm helping to uh, where, where I can to promote the book so uh, and, and increase those sales. Um but yeah, uh, outside of uh, that, I've been getting caught up on a lot of my reading as well, John. I'm uh, getting caught up on, uh, there's a lot of series out there that are reaching pinnacle issues and everything else, like 100 issues and stuff like that. I did read Action Comics number 1000, uh, which I think was a fantastic issue. I do think the Bendis story did not need to be in there because the Bendis story didn't really fit in with the rest of the theme of the book. All the rest of the stories in issue 1000 really dealt with hope as being a common theme uh, for the stories, uh, whether it's hope from Superman or being inspired by Superman or Superman himself uh, being uh, having hope for himself. Uh, I thought it was uh, really well done, a great anthology book, um, and uh, I, I definitely recommend picking it up just to pick up something just to read for fun. Uh, if you want just a good Superman issue to pick up, issue 1000 is a good one to pick up. Uh, I know it's expensive, but there's a lot of stories in there too. So I, I wanted to ask you about that because yeah. I've seen. I know they came out with a slow covers. Yes, it's it is a it's a floppy, right? But did they also a make a hard cover? 
Or so is the what, hardcover something different? The hardcover is something different. The hardcover, okay. uh, and they didn't solicit it very well because that's the thing. They came out saying, oh, this is a $30 uh, issue. What the hell? And I was like, well, it's a thousandth issue, so I'm fine with that. But it's because they didn't solicit it well. The, the hardcover is basically 80 years of Superman, and there's a few different stories in there that they put into that hardcover. Uh, they are basically reprints, but there's other material in there that basically... That highlights the 80 years of Superman. Um, so it's not uh, it's not that issue. The actual issue is like a 64-page giant issue uh, with a nice like cardboard cover to it, um, and that's actual floppy. So, yeah. So the, the hardcover then, even with the additional stories, what is it, like 100 pages, 200 yeah. pages? I mean, is it? Yeah. I mean, okay. you're, yeah, you're getting about, uh, yeah, you're getting a couple hundred uh, okay. pages in there. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, like I said, they did a very bad job of soliciting that because there was a lot of people that thought that that was going to be the thousandth issue. And it's and, and they I think in the previews they even marked it as, like, uh, Action Comics 1000. And then it was like, what? And then here that wasn't it at all. So that's Okay, well, thank you for that because yeah. that, that makes – yeah, you're right. That's very poor planning. And I, 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 I thought, well, yeah, it's a big enough issue. Maybe you do make it hardcover. But yeah. I thought, man, yeah. that would be – and they it took had a, quite a step. <laughs> yeah, they had different, and obviously you can imagine they had tons of covers for it. But the main covers were all the different deck based on different decades. Of yes, Superman. I've seen I've seen so, some of that artwork out there. Yeah, the only one I don't have that I I still want to try to track down is the 1940s cover, which is uh, it, I think it's really cool. It's really simplistic art, kind of like what uh, Brian was saying. It's like simple, but is still got a lot of action in it. Uh, it tells a story and everything. So um, I'd like to track that one down. I did get the 1970s, 80s, and 90s covers because those that's the era of Superman I was reading. So, um, so yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and like I said, I, I read... I actually went to the midnight release at Carolyn John's Comic Shop uh, to pick up the issue. And uh, they that comic shop's awesome. That's where I'm going to be Friday night, May 4th. Right, yeah, to meet Steranko. I'm going to meet Steranko. And Steranko did the 1970s cover. Uh, I saw that, yes. Yeah. I so saw that. I am actually going to be bringing uh, the blank sketch cover with me and uh, to have him sign it. Uh, I think I'm going to have him sign that, or I might have him sign my Captain America blank sketch cover. Basically, I have a issue 700 blank sketch cover and a Action Comics 1000 blank sketch cover, and I'm going to try to get everybody who's ever worked on uh, Captain America or Superman to sign those covers that that I can obviously that I have that's a chance. That's a great to idea. Meet. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, and then I am bringing my. Marvel covers artist edition with me to meet Steranko and have him sign that. Uh, so, cause I have a few names in there, like, uh, Zek is in there. Starlin signed it. Uh, so yeah, so I'm with, I think that'll be awesome to have that signed. So I, I definitely look forward to hearing about your experience with oh, Steranko yeah. because oh, yeah. I've met him a couple times over the years and he's, he was very, he was very, very nice. Yeah. He is a hell of a character. And if you're not following him on Twitter, you're missing out because yeah. he is one of the most fascinating people. Yes. To read. And I, I have no doubt 
some of the stuff he says is a little inflated, but man, this, there's got to be truth in the weeds yeah. there somewhere. <laughs> well, and I've gotten to know John, uh, the owner of Carol and John's, pretty well in the last year. And him and I were talking, and man, the second he knew that I was somebody, I was talking to him that night that Action Comics 1000 came out, and the second he knew he was talking to someone that knew comics and knew comics well, he started bringing out all this stuff because he's going to have a little, uh, like, uh, museum section of just stuff that Steranko has worked on or books that he would, he did and everything else. Cause he was like a escape artist, magician type guy. Oh yeah. He's, all, he's led all yeah. kinds of lives. Yeah. And he worked, he did, wasn't he the storyboard artist on Raiders or one yes. of them? Yes. I mean, I mean, it just, yeah. The, like I said, we, we've met him at a couple conventions over the years and the, the most stylish dude you'll ever see. Yes. yes. That hair is perfect. He's always got a suit yeah. on. He's yeah. just impeccably tailored. Yes. But yeah, what a, I mean, just. And he doesn't do, he doesn't eights. do photos, but he's going to do a right. group photo with all of us. I, I which I, is awesome. Look, like I said, I met him. I got to shake his hand. One of those guys that such a short career, yeah. realistically, but so influential. And oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. So I, I definitely look forward to hearing more about that. Yeah. It'll, it'll definitely be something I cover on, on the show and everything else. And, uh, I'll, I'm going to try to do some videos from that night and everything else. So this way people can kind of see what this event is like. Cause I, I rave about it every year, but I want people to kind of see some of it because it's unlike anything you've probably seen at most comic shops. Like they go all out, uh, to a ridiculous level and it is nothing but fun. The only one I can think of that's is on the same line as Acme's down in Greensboro. Okay. You know, and they bring in 12 artists and, give out books all day long. And the first person in line typically is there like Tuesday morning Yeah. for Saturday. And that person, the last time I was down there, got a gift package that was worth about five or 600 bucks. Wow. One of, one of the things in it was a, was a, a, a Bowen statue. Oh, wow. Like, I mean, you know, that's what a $300 stat. That was one of the yeah. things that the person got. Uh, and you know, again, we, a lot of the people that have been on the show, Chris G and Greg Shegel and those guys have done that show. They they bring in. I, that's where I met uh, Jamal Igel the first time. And uh, oh, I got a Somni sketch for free, which nice. that'll never happen again. Yeah. But yeah, those, well, and you and you get to see my pal Shane Simic too. I yes. Shane, if you're listening, I, I, I hopefully you guys will get another picture this year because oh, yeah. I know I won't be there. But uh, yeah, but we've oh, been no, talking we, a lot. We do that all the time. <laughs> we've been talking a lot about this. Let, we, we're, we've skirted around. Let's let's talk some Joe number yeah. sixteen. Yeah, let's get into Joe. Okay, so uh, as usual, John, I will uh, kind of go through the what's happening in the story. I am going through the IDW complete collection hardcover here. I know you have the actual issue. I saw your tweet about what was on the back cover there. I'll let you talk yes. about that in a second. Yeah, uh, but I will go through here and feel free to to jump in with anything that. Uh, that you feel like you want to comment on, or if there's any ads you want to comment on or anything like that for the pages I don't have, uh, please feel free to do so. But let's start off by you talking about what was on the back cover and why that was so important. You want to talk about a nice little twinge when I say a nice little happy feeling. So the back cover is the home video version of burger time. (laughs) And for those of you that don't know, uh, our esteemed, podcast brethren at DC noise have this amazing song about skating and shooting the duck and playing burger time. <laughs> and when I saw this, I had to, I had to send out a message to Daryl 
Keith and, and Mike just to let them know I was thinking of because I haven't heard that song in a long time. But as soon as I saw this picture, I was shooting the duck right there with them. And I miss those guys. I miss hearing them. I haven't heard. I don't. I know they haven't done a new show in a while. It was it was re- really nice. I did get to see Daryl and I talked to him for quite a while at, at DC at Awesome Con and yeah, uh, it was good to catch up there. But yeah, guys, if you're listening to this, I know Keith. At least you probably are. Maybe Daryl, Mike, maybe you are too. Yeah, get back Darryl together, still do a show. To yeah. Play play the song, make yep. us make us have good memories of ten years ago or however yeah. long it was that it's been too long. But yeah, that was the back cover and that that was that was fun. That was that, a that, nice that, way to get started before I started reading. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. I saw that and it just it brought a smile to my face too. So uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I know Keith has already said he'll be at Baltimore Con. Uh, Daryl is typically there. I'm really yep. hoping Mike will be there because he wasn't there last year. Uh, and I really did miss seeing him. So, uh, him and Barb. So I'm, I'm yeah. hoping that they'll be able to make it this year. So, uh, all right. Well, we'll talk about the, the front of the, uh, front cover first, uh, which once again, we have an awesome action front cover, uh, with really once again covers something that actually does happen in the issue, uh, which I thought was pretty awesome. So. It does, and it looks like Cobra Commander's holding Megatron. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I wonder if that was purposeful. <laughs> and uh, I also found it interesting once once you read the issue, like you see all the planes in the background and what those planes actually end up being, which we'll get into when we get yes. into the issue. Like it, yeah. it's a nice little like like oh it looks awesome, and then you find out what what's actually going on, and it's pretty cool. So, all right, so this is uh, of course scripted by Larry Hama. Uh, it's art, uh, pencils is by Mike Wasberg. Uh, inks are by John, uh, D'Agostino. Uh, letters by Joe Rosen. Colors by Andy Yanchis or Yankis. Uh, editor Denny O'Neill. And editor in chief is Jim Shooter. And the title of this story is Night Attack. Uh, so we open up to some Joes. They're on a battlefield. Uh, we got a, uh, the, uh, Mobat going. We got uh, you know, Vamp and uh, Dragonfly going, and everything else. They're just firing away in battle there, uh, doing a little smack talking because, of course, the aerial guys they they think they're hot shit, and the ground guys are like, oh yeah, they're trying to steal our thunder. Uh, then we turn the page, and I thought this was great because, of course, it looks like they're in battle. And we turn the page, and we see, nope, they're actually. Uh, <laughs> Fighting targets. Yes, they're in training. They're, they're shooting down cardboard targets. Um, and you had to love, uh, John, you absolutely had to love seeing Breaker there with his bubble gum going. No beard. No No beard. beard. No beard. And, uh, I personally loved seeing Hawk sitting on the APC there because that's a vehicle, uh, that I absolutely loved having as a kid. Uh, but Breaker is calling in some remote control hiss tanks and there's calling in 10 of them. And uh, Hawk calls for the Wolverine to come in, which is our first appearance of the Wolverine. Uh, and Wolverine comes in, and it comes out from underneath uh, coverage and just annihilates uh, eight of the tanks. And, uh, well, and we do see that all ten of them are gone. They're like, man, that's got to be a clutch, you know, shooter going on there. And uh, uh Scarlet actually says, Clutch, compared to you, a, a dead skunk seem, is charming. And uh, we turn the page, and we see that we have uh, the first appearance of uh, Cover Girl here. 
Yes, we do. And we, and the clutch we have has the five o'clock shadow. Yes. Because <laughs> again, our GI Joe, the GI Joe facial hair is very important to me. <laughs> we always got to make sure rock and roll's got the full beard. Absolutely. Like Keith Knudsen's rocking that kind of beard these days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. So yes, I've covered I, I, I think <laughs> Keith could be, uh, make a perfect rock and roll. So. I think he's getting there. Absolutely. Yes. yes. But yeah, cover. Yeah. His first appearance at cover girl and the Wolverine and. And then we realized that, wait a minute, how did you take out all the tanks? You only fired eight missiles. Right. And then we get Tripwire. Tripwire, <laughs> who lives up to his name. It, it, and they, they, the mines are the toy. That is, they just took the toy and put the little mine box. Yep. Popped right off his back. Yep. I love it. Yep. Love it. Uh, and, uh. Like, I love the line, too, with rock and roll. He's like, he says, what is this, a carrying case for oversized hockey pucks? And Tripwire says, they're mine. And he goes, I know they're yours. <laughs> so, oh, uh, this stuff is great. Although I don't know how much you want a klutzy explosive ordnance specialist. <laughs> well, we had Bazooka. That's true. He was carrying a... He was carrying a <laughs> Oh, anyway, yes, but, but yeah, yeah. We, thankfully, nothing happens, right? And then so, here we get Riker saying, "Hey, we gotta go back." And then, yep, so, Cobra's striking next. So uh, then we go to uh, elsewhere. Uh, we have uh, Cobra Commander having uh, everyone over for dinner, uh, where he introduces uh, Major Sebastian Blood, and I, I love that he gives all the background for uh, for Major Blood. There, he's like uh, our Cobra. Constellation, a fearless fighter, a skilled tactician, a published poet. And then, of course, we get a poet poem from yes, we do. Major Blood. It says, raise your glasses and sing the praises of our leader, who nothing phases. Cobra Commander, he's my chum. I trust him like I trust my gun. <laughs> you know Keith's just flipping out reading this stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we get the internal thoughts going on for all of our, I mean, very soap opera. Right and I here. love this. This is, <laughs> this is this old school storytelling. What is it? Greg Shield called it compressed. Yes. And said, this is compressed storytelling. All these panels, all these different things going on. God, I just love this. So, I love it. So for, for those that are modern day comic book readers and you hear about decompressed stories, which is basically taking something like what's happening in this issue and spreading it out over the course of like four, five, six issues. Uh, this is compressed storytelling, which is we're basically cramming in a bunch of thoughts and ideas into just to tell the reader, here's what's going on in their minds right now. Um, you don't need a whole issue to figure out what's going on. Um, so we have Cobra Commander. He wants to have Destro killed, and that's why he has uh, Major Blood there. But he does see Major Blood as a bootlicker. Uh, Major Blood is thinking about how Scarface is just dead weight, and if he wasn't there to take care of uh, Destro, he'd probably be uh, putting him on the slab, putting Scarface on the slab. Uh, Scarface is thinking about if he's picked the wrong side uh, going with Destro. Destro's worried about Cobra Commander, uh, finding out that he has feelings for the Baroness. Uh, we have Dr. Venom, who's basically... <laughs> want to, I'm ready to get everybody. Yeah, he's like, screw everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the Baroness, uh, where she's the one that's being the most strategical, I think, out of all of them. Like, she's just really trying to use... How do, you, how do I use all these guys to my advantage? Um, so... Um, 
Then we have uh, Cobra Commander does a toast to uh, Unity. <laughs> he takes a little pause beforehand. And then we have uh, we go back to Hawk, who is uh, arguing with uh, Flag and General Flag and saying, "I'm telling you, there, you know, Cobra. I need more men at the uh, uh, where was it? The Mint." Uh, and Flag is telling him, "No, we have word that Cobra's going to be attacking the Capitol uh, building," and he's like. You know, you gotta cover yourself as well as you can, and uh, but this is where we're this is where we're going. Is we're going to protect the capital. We go back to uh, Cobra Commander, and he's talking about uh, talking to Doctor Venom about how you've got to make sure all the toxin vials are going to be secure. And we get more internal thoughts from uh, Major Blood and Scarface, who really just don't like each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then we have uh, Destro's talking to Baroness, and uh, this again seems very soap opera-ish of just like the Bar- uh, the Baroness trying to get Destro to admit his feelings, and Destro never wanting to just come right out and say his feelings. So, um, but basically, what the plan is is that they're going to go to the Mint and uh, poison all of the money with Doctor Venom's toxins, and what'll basically happen is that if the money gets printed. It'll touch people's hands and it'll get passed along, but it's a time delay venom uh, toxin that will uh, cause a lot of people to die later on once the money has changed hands several times. So, and this, you know, it's funny, but it's not. That, that's pretty. Uh, it's intense. For, 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 I was going to say for what was supposed to be a book about toys, right? That that I mean, it sounds like a Jack Jack or, uh, or Tom Clancy Jack Ryan book. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like something that, that an yeah. organization would actually try to do. Yeah. And, one thing I think is funny, kind of looking over, you know, is looking through the whole issue. Do you notice that almost never do the any of the Cobra folks have the sigils? There's like one that oh, does, yeah. but yeah. like Cobra Commander never does. Baroness is in the blue uniform. Scarface, they don't. It's it's weird, and I don't know if that was a uh, we just forgot or I wonder if it's just that it's, it's difficult to constantly draw because it's a lot of them. But that yeah, there, yeah as we as we go through, you'll see. I think there's only like one or two panels. Where they actually have sigils. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. But. The the other thing that I, I found interesting, uh, even though I know I totally know this is me reading into it, and I know it's sunset and everything else, but this took place, uh, this comic took place in the 80s, and around the 80s was Christ on Infinite Earths was happening, uh, and the lead up to it, and there was red skies going on in crisis on DC side. So it just, I just found it personally interesting that I tend to notice red skies, even though it's a Marvel book, uh, it was happening around the same time. So, uh, that, that that must've been a thematic up. device for everybody, but you yeah. could argue they stole it from Marvel. Cause this came out three years. Didn't crisis come out in 86? Yeah, but they were, this uh, eight, yeah, it's true. But they, <laughs> DC was building up to it, uh, for several years. So, but they, uh, but no, and the whole reason they have the red skies is because they were going with sunset and everything else. But it, red sky seems to be like this ominous foreboding thing. So, which is obviously this, the situation we're in right now. So with this story, so, uh, we, Go to the uh, Washington, where there is oh god, who all do they have here? It's uh, we have airborne rangers from Fort Bragg, armor from Knox, uh, intelligence honchos from uh, Halliburton, and a seventy-six piece Six band man. from Fort Dix. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
we have uh, all of a sudden we see that there's an air raid coming in, uh, just as Hawk is trying to convince General Flag that nothing is going to be happening here and that it's all just a, uh, a setup by Cobra to to steer them away. All of a sudden, there's this air raid coming in uh, of planes overhead. Uh, but then we go to the Treasury Building and we see that Arbco, uh, the Cobra trucks, have pulled up to the Treasury Building and they're getting inside, taking out the guards and getting ready to plant all the to- uh, toxin and to kind of make it more uh, kind of cover themselves. They said, well, go and steal a, f- a couple of, or some of the $20 bill plates. So this way it looks like that's what we came here for is to print our own money with those bill plates. Uh, they'll never suspect that the actually toxin on everything. So um, we then have uh, general flag like screaming at hawk saying like uh well you know you didn't think this was going to happen well they're doing it aren't they and uh and uh hawk is just like beside himself and everything but uh i, I never saw general flag so angry and screaming at someone before right uh we then go back to the the mint uh the treasury building and we we there get to see all of a sudden, uh, Gung Ho and Tripwire and our good buddy Torpedo. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Why am I wearing my fins, everybody? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that at all. If it was outside and raining is one thing. He's running around. <laughs> but, but again, let's, 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 let's call it like it is because again, this is a, this is a toy book. Very true. Torpedo shoots a Cobra soldier straight in the heart with a spear gun. <laughs> That is amazing. Yes. Now that that him being a uh, advertising toys might be why he's wearing his fins though too. Like yeah, you know, but I don't yeah, think we're supposed to be advertising him killing guys with a spear. No, gun. no, typically not. No. <laughs> but I do love that he's running around in his flippers on a catwalk up there. So, <laughs> so great. It's, oh, love it. And and of course, Gungo's got his grenade launcher. Yes, but it's like it can't doesn't look like it's actually shooting grenades. It looks like it's shooting a laser or something. And, and right. Tripwire, I guess, is carrying a, a gun at this point. But yeah, yeah. and and Gung Ho's kind of shooting it from the hip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have uh, Gung Ho radios to Cover Girl saying, you know, stay at the ready. We're we're kind of got things, you know, we're, things are looking optimistic down here. I can't even pronounce what he said before that. Uh, I don't know if you can or not, but <laughs> uh, no, it's Cajun. Yeah. French something. Yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, cover girl radios over to rock and roll, uh, to make sure he got the last transmission and him and zap are on the top of a building there, uh, making sure they got everything covered there. Um, Dr. Venom decides that this is a lost cause, but he's, so he's going to get out of there. He sets a bomb up and decides to take out Scarface. Uh, well, at first he shoots a trooper, which is another thing. The one with the sigil. Yes. <laughs> yep. And he shoots him in the back. So just like the harpoon through the chest, man, shooting him in the back, people in the back, too. <laughs> so. We know about Venom shooting people in the back. Yes, yes. Spoiler, if it hadn't happened yet, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he clocks out Scarface, which I'm surprised he didn't shoot him, too. But Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's because uh, Scarface left him. Uh, he fired the missile that left uh, Venom in the bunker. From a few issues ago, so uh, and he says, "Doctor Venom never forgets." Uh, then we go to the Capitol building. This just cracked me up. 
this is a super friends level yes. of silliness. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because all of a sudden they notice that the, the troopers that are parachuting down and the planes that are flying overhead were just model decoys, uh, to scale. And I was like, those aren't to scale. That's, <laughs> <laughs> um, how you look up in the air and think that model planes are actual planes. <laughs> I will never know. They're from really coming from way far away, man. Right. Okay. They're really far away. They would be really, really tiny then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Hawk says, all right, we got to get out of here, Clutch. And, uh, Clutch asks, shouldn't we be waiting for reinforcements? And basically, Flag says, uh, or, uh, Hawk says, no, Flag's right. You know, we take care of ourselves. So. And check out Scarlet's stance, man. She's ready to go. Yeah, she's, she's ready to. She's ready to. She's ready to fire like, that like, gun. Do some damage with that cannon. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. She's like, man, that was that was funny. So then we get back to the Treasury Building. We have Doctor Venom coming out, and uh, he says the Joes have taken control. Uh, and Cobra Commander decides, uh, as he often does, that they need to get out of there. And uh, Zap fires Bazooka because he's curious about what an anti-tank missile can do against an eighteen-wheeler. <laughs> And he's like, not bad. <laughs> so uh, we have all of them. Uh, we have Destro and Major Blood and Cobra Commander and Baroness. They're running to some Hiss tanks. Uh, and inside the Treasury Building, we have Torpedo and Gung Ho uh, noticing that there is uh, a, a bomb on the, the tanks of Venom and everything that are there. Uh, they find Scarface because Tripwire trips over him. And uh, Gung Ho decides to wake him up by smacking him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so then Tripwire says that he's going to uh, disarm the bomb. And while he's doing that, all of a sudden, Destro comes barging in with Cobra Commander uh, right through the wall. And they take them prisoner. And uh, Major Blood takes the, the bomb with him. And oh, yeah, before, I'm sorry, i got to yeah. stop you because... Yeah. In the in the comic, yes, the advertisement is a double page spread for the GI Joe Cobra Strike video game. Oh, nice! You remember that? So one oh, side's yeah. Cobra Commander, and it says Cobra's looking for a few bad men, and then and then you've got uh, uh, Hawk saying you know, GI Joe's looking for a few good men. Yeah, I wish I could remember that game, Ryan. Do you? I, I know I, I played it, but I just portal. don't. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember the video game, the the four player stand-up game really well. I just don't remember this game at all. I know I played it. I believe. I, I mean, there's a picture, there's a drawing of the screen with like a big Cobra. Yes. It's like Space Invaders dropping lasers yes. on them, but. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so our good buddy Travis, he made a uh, game simulator. Yes, system. and I figured that was on there. I, yes, that was going to be my next question. It was is this? on there. <laughs> it is on there, and uh, it's a horrible, horrible game. Uh, basically what it is is you're trying to protect troopers from going from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen, uh, with your, your blocker thing. And, right. uh, it's, yeah. And it's a giant Cobra head going side to side and spitting down at the troopers. And you just have to block the shots. And it, of course it gets faster and faster yeah. and, uh, multiple guys going through. And once you've l- lost enough, once it's killed, I think five of them or three of them, something like that, your game's over. So that's the whole game. Like, there's no story to it. There's right. no nothing to it. <laughs> well, the, the the artwork of just Cobra Commander and, and Hawk is pretty damn cool. And then looks like the package art for that game was pretty sweet, too. It's like Rocker oh, yeah. with Stalker and yeah. 
with a cobra shooting lasers out of its eyes. Well, that's what they had to do back then, man. That package <laughs> art made you go, oh, this game's going to be awesome. Exactly. Then, then you got it, and you're like, all right, it's all right. <laughs> Where's my Space Invaders? <laughs> well, um, I'm sorry I digress. but No, Major no. Blood, yeah, so Major Blood takes the bomb, and I'll tell you what's really cool on this pan, and I don't, I don't remember seeing this. I know it, I'm sure it happens elsewhere. This is the first time I remember where we see a his tank, the cockpit opening up yeah. from the bottom. Yeah. Like, I don't remember that. That's cool. That like, is very cool. Drop down and then lift up into the, oh man, that, yeah, I wish they'd done, it's a shame they couldn't figure out how to do that with the toy. That, toy, that's I know. Really, yeah. really cool way to do it. Yeah, that would have been very, very cool. Nowadays, I'm sure they could, but yeah. Yeah. They didn't know how to back then. Um, so they're, uh, they're coming out in the his tank and they have the, you know, torpedo, gung ho, and tripwire. <laughs> Uh, our prisoner, and then we uh, see Zap is calling out to CoverGirl to <laughs> well, go save them. But we also get one of the best lines. I mean, this this book's got a bunch of great lines in oh, it. Oh, yeah. But Destro says, the three Joes are a constant threat and danger. I advise termination with extreme prejudice. Torpedo's like, what's that mean? <laughs> Gungo, it means a bullet don't care what color you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I never thought I was going to get, like, social commentary in <laughs> 1983, Joe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we have, uh, we have, uh, CoverGirl is actually the, is in the Wolverine, which is disguised underneath a garbage truck, which. It's like the weirdest Transformer ever. Right, right. I'm like, I'm like, they must have been using some type of spatial transformation thing that the Transformers use because I don't know how the Wolverine fits under a garbage truck. Garbage it's truck. not even the same shape or anything. <laughs> so, um, but she comes out and there was actual garbage in there too. That's the other part that cracks me up. Because CoverGirl's like, uh, uh, it's, it. it's, yeah, she's covered in it and she says it smells bad and everything. So she starts, uh, shooting at the, the his tanks that start surrounding them and she's telling the, the guys that they need to get on there and just start loading up missiles as she's firing them, which I can't imagine is very safe in reality. <laughs> right. But, right. Because <laughs> don't, don't they blow fire out the backside? <laughs> it would stand a reason. Yes. yes. Um, but then we have uh, Zap and Rock and Roll. They're shooting, and then we have uh, Airborne and Wild Bill show up uh, to try to help save the day, and they take out a, a couple of the uh, Cobra His tanks as well. Um, uh, then we have uh, Cobra Commander uh, trying to get away, but uh, he steers the His His tank so that Major Blood can then target the uh, the turret at Destro and actually take him out. But the Baroness realizes that this is uh, happening and her, she of course has feelings for Destro and she goes, I won't let you. And she slams into the, uh, the his tank there, but she can't get out and there's gasoline everywhere. Major blood climbs out and Baroness is asking uh, for help. And then all of a sudden we just see wham and everything explodes. Everything and explodes and the glasses yes. are all the way in the left hand corner yes. of the wham. This is another one of those issues where Vosberg, I love the way he did the panel work and I love how he incorporates, you know, incorporates the action into a sound effect. Yeah. It's so damn cool. That's awesome. And it's, it's, I, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those pages where you take the words off, we would could figure out what's going on. Right. right? I mean, you could yeah. look at it and go, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's 
Yeah, I just I, the these issues are just like the with the with the last one with the plane yep. taking off and that. Just some of the storytelling choices are are just so fantastic. Totally agree. And it and it the like you were saying with the panel layout too. Like you have the big crash of the two vehicles, and then you have this really quick succession of panels there that shows yeah. like how dire and quick this is all happening. Right. And then and then yeah, to put the actual explosion within the words uh, is actually brilliant there. And Again, yeah, we know now, you know, the Baroness is fine and everything, but... But we didn't know then. We didn't know then, and man, this would really make (laughs) you think, like... And obviously, they didn't have a problem killing people, because we just saw twice earlier in the issue (laughs) people were getting killed. Um, So, yeah, totally would think that that's the end of the Baroness there. Uh, So then we have the his tank uh, that Cobra Commander is driving. It... uh, now he uh, he slams into the Wolverine. Hawk shows up and uh, decides they have to get after that his tank. And uh, was it Gung Ho said, uh, "Don't worry about us, Hawk. We'll uh, commandeer the next set of wheels <laughs> that roll by." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Doctor Venom calls for to hitch a ride, and he notices that Destro's really out of it. Um, and Cobra Commander points out, you know, that he's upset about the Baroness. And Dr. Venom points out his thoughts about love. It's simply, Again. An, over- yes. it's simply it, an overestimating of the difference between one, any one given woman and another. another that's unbelievable. <laughs> um, so we have Hawk wanting uh, them to catch up, for Clutch to catch up to the his tank. And they say, well, uh, not going to be able to penetrate that armor. And he's like, I just need you to get close. And he jumps onto the his tank before the turret could be turned towards him. And he clocks Cobra Commander in the face and uh, <laughs> says, this one's for snake eyes. <laughs> he calls him, I, there's a point, too, where he calls him, like, mirror face or something. Like, oh, yeah, mirror mug. That's what it is. <laughs> and uh, Destro all of a sudden wakes up. And, of course, it's probably because he needs to take his anger out on somebody. Uh, and he starts fighting Hawk. And... Uh, Dr. Venom continues to just keep driving. Clutch is keeping up, and they're cheering on the battle that's going on. I'm telling you, again, the panel work here is so damn good. Yeah, it is. Very much so. Um, and then you have uh, Cobra Commander is decide has to shoot, and he's but he's trying to decide. Which do one? I, yeah, do I shoot uh, Destro or do I shoot Hawk? Um and I like the panel layout there too, with the half face of Cobra Commander and the half face of Destro there. I, yeah, I just think I think the the, so the top four and then that middle section, just like this big punch out. Yeah. And then yeah, it's oh god, it's so damn good. Yeah. And then he shoots uh, Hawk. He gets him in the shoulder. It looks like, uh, and Hawk falls down with a big thud. <laughs> Off a moving vehicle, yes. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, Scarlet runs up and. Uh, they they're saying doesn't and Clutch says doesn't look good and then we see meanwhile at the bus terminal uh, we see somebody in a coat get onto the bus and he says uh, I'll get you Doctor Venom and it's Scarface Ooh. yep and I personally love that in the second to last panel there the person's holding a newspaper that says it's a city hit by terror <laughs> capital under fire how fast did they print this newspaper <laughs> it was the evening edition I guess so. <laughs> It was DC at that time probably had at least two, two the morning and night, you know. So, so some of you listening to the show probably don't remember there, you know, in the old days, many towns had more than one paper. That's and if true. they did, or if they had one, they at least had a morning and an evening edition of it. Yeah. So that's probably. Yeah. 
what it was. But that was some fast printing right there. Because <laughs> all of this just happened. <laughs> got some fast typers. You got Superman Clark Kent typing really an article really fast there. <laughs> but uh but yeah, and then and the issue ends there, uh, with uh with them getting away. With Scarface getting away and us not knowing what's happening to Hawk. You know, did he survive? So Stay we'll tuned. come back next month because yes. stay tuned. Again, dun dun dun. This is this is where this book really in these you know in these teen issues you know yeah. I really feel like this is where it started picking up and yeah. just everyone we've talked about has been so damn fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I just I love I love the fact reflecting on it now thirty five years later. Is that right? Yeah. Almost thirty something. Yeah. Years later, that I, you know, I'm picking up stuff that I obviously didn't pick up when I was a kid. Right. But it's solid. the The writing is is great. The art yeah. is great. It is that compressed, or there's there's enough exposition. I paid sixty cents for this when it was on the stands, yeah. and I got sixty cents worth of reading out of it, as opposed to paying four dollars now for two or three less pages. And I'll bet a, a half of the content in terms of yeah. words. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. I just, for sure. I felt the stuff is so. I just. Oh. Well, and I and we decided I love, what. I love, I love. Yeah, we decided what yesterday that this is what we were going to cover. So I uh, I read it today when I got home from work, and it took me a good hour to read through it because I was obviously obviously when I'm reading these issues, I since we're doing a review, I read them a little bit more intently, and I really take a look at the panels and all that type of stuff more than I would typically. So that's why it took longer than normal for me to read it. But still, a comic like this would have take would normally take me a half hour to forty five minutes to read. Where a comic today takes me like ten fifteen minutes, yeah. and I'm and I'm done, uh, if that. So, um, so you definitely got your money's worth back then. The only thing with this issue that just it took out took me out of it for a second was the model planes and the parachute guys. Was, <laughs> yes, that, yes, that, a little silly, but still way better that, than like giant again, corn and everything else, though. <laughs> but let's face it, the cartoon we would get at that kind of silliness, and we would never get torpedo shooting a dude no. with his spear gun in the chest and no. killing him. No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Much less would we see a dead cobra soldier on the floor with blood pooled around. Him. Right. Right. No, for sure. <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely awesome. It obviously there's a reason that Joe fans are still fans today, and why like even people that didn't grow up with this comic series, when they get into GI Joe and they go back and read these, they still enjoy it because it was intense. I mean, there was some good storylines going on there. So, um, so yeah, I love us doing these issues, and every time every time we cover one, I'm always like eager to do the next one like amen so. i'm right there with you man because I, I literally like we finished it tonight and i literally turned the page and i was like oh yeah it, that's the next issue <laughs> so, <laughs> um but yeah i i'm looking forward to us uh covering more of these like i said i really would like us to get up to issue 21 by the end of this year i think we can do it that's only uh four more or five more issues to really cover so um i think you know we could do it before the end of the year so um, don't hold me to it because you never know what's going to happen. You know, sometimes, sometimes we get busy with guests and everything else, and those are always fun too. So, I'm along for the ride, my friend. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, anything else you wanted to uh, mention or cover before we call this one a wrap? We've covered a lot. Yeah, we did. I don't think so. I think it's I, been a very, a very fruitful evening. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I uh, I did get to go see Black Panther recently. I will say that was awesome, and I am looking forward to this weekend. I am going to go see uh, Infinity War uh, because there's no way I'm getting into a comic line next weekend uh, with a bunch not of having comics. seen it. not having seen it because that movie will be spoiled for me like you would not believe. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, it's on my list. I I just saw Pacific Rim Uprising. I think I'm one of five people that did. Yeah. I loved it. It is big, it is dumb, and it is fun. <laughs> hey, that's all big, you really want when you big go Big robots, that, right? not only big robots fighting monsters, big robots fighting each other, okay. and then a big robot that carries two lightsabers, which nice. he merges into one, like, Megazord. <laughs> this, this, it was just, it was so much fun. We yeah. we saw it opening day, mm-hmm. Daniel. You know, in the first the first movie, as I've said before on this show, if I had been eleven or twelve when the first if, when the first movie came out, I think that would be my Star Wars. Like I and okay. he absolutely loves the first one because he was what nine or ten when it came Which out. Which is what a perfect, perfect age for that. Yeah. yeah, we had the best time. We laughed. We like it was over. He looked at me. He said, "Dad, that was really cool. That was really yeah. fun." You know, as a jaded fifteen-year-old that's seen it all, I was so happy that he had as much fun as I did. That's I awesome. will tell people. I warn you, if you haven't seen it, it is like Dawson's Creek. Okay. Or or it's like a CW. Okay. Teen, teen drama because it is about the next generation of pilots. Right. So it 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 has this whole story of that. But I'm going to tell you one thing. To me, John Boyega in it. It, he is the funniest. He has some of the funniest lines I've heard in a movie in a while, <laughs> and he's great. And the, yeah. the it, and it's totally opened up for another one, which I wholeheartedly endorse. I hope they will do another one, but don't go in expecting the first movie because it's not. Yeah. But I loved it. I, I again, is it the best thing I've ever seen? No. But like I said, big dumb fun. I cannot, you know, for a summer movie or a ro- a movie about robots and monsters, you cannot ask for anymore. Looking forward I, to it. I loved it. I loved it. And I will say, uh, John, I'm hopeful. Uh, uh, once again, I'm a little bit hopeful uh, for so- the solo movie because I saw an article that said that test screenings have happened and the reviews have been kind of positive about the test screenings. Uh, so that makes me a little bit more encouraged. I Going into that movie, I'm just looking for kind of what you're talking about there, which is just... I'm just looking for a fun movie. It does not have to be... I'm not putting it at, like, Star Wars pinnacle epic level. I'm putting it at... I'm going in for a fun heist movie with Star Wars elements in it. So... Well, I'm adult enough to say I don't care if this incurs people's wrath. I was not a fan of the last movie. As we texted the day I saw it, and I think you said it best, it's probably not ideal for me to go see Star Wars movies anymore. <laughs> so I will probably wait till Solo comes out on video because it, okay. it it just doesn't do enough for me either way. Yeah, I mean it it looks okay, but I just I, I yeah I can't. I have heard Glover I, does a really good job though. So yeah, I, you know I'm interested. To it see just that, so. I, I, I'm I think it's interesting. It will be interesting to see what Ron Howard makes out of a movie that he he did what a third of it. I mean they they yeah. they took so much of the Lord Miller they had to do a lot of what Lord Miller had done or rework it all together. Yeah, I'm very curious about that. But again, you know, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I just don't know. Yeah, I I, may, I don't have us, high expectations. For yeah, it, so, I, I just yeah. I, listen. I don't plan to see any 
I'm not planning on going to see him in the theater again. I just, yeah. it's probably not for me anymore. Yeah. And that is okay. Yeah. And if you were upset by that no. and you're listening to this show, screw you. I don't care <laughs> because not everybody has to like everything as we've said before on the right. show. Right. And, and as I said, and I started on a very positive note with the comics, the comics are fantastic. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they will keep me engaged in the Star Wars universe. Absolutely. Uh, no. And, yeah, and that's so the thing. I, you like what yeah. you like and you don't like what you don't like. And, and no one should ever. And, I made a comment today to somebody and I said, you know what? Geeks and nerds and all that type of stuff have, thanks to social media, well, not thanks to it, but because of social media, have now become the bullies that they always hated when they were kids. I think you're absolutely right. And I think it, you're right. Make, and that makes me sad because it, if someone likes something or doesn't like something, you can have a conversation about it. Absolutely no doubt. And you can have a fun conversation. Like I could tell you you're full of crap and everything else, but you yeah. know to take that in fun and good nature. You know I don't actually mean it, but there are some people out there that mean that stuff when they say it, well, and it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, I listen. I, I just don't engage in that conversation. I mean, I, I think it's great. The people that are fans of stuff, it is that's their thing, and, I, and I'm glad. I'm glad it's out there. Just like I know people probably think I'm an idiot for liking Pacific Rim too. I don't care. That's my thing. It was fun. Yeah. Again, I, it's not the greatest movie I ever saw. But I had a lot of fun with it, and I, my kid loved it, and that was the most important. That to me was as important as Absolutely. the actual, you know. So again, am I going to go see Infinity War? Yeah, because I really am very curious. Yeah. Am I going to go see Deadpool two? Yeah, I'm going to go see yeah. that one in the theater, and I'm talking <laughs> to Mr. Gallant about getting together with him and yeah. seeing it together. Yeah, because that looks I amazing. Feel like, I feel like that's our <laughs> that needs to be our pilgrimage now. Right. I, I cannot wait to see that. Uh, I, yeah, I've, the previews just get better and better and better. I, I cannot wait. Yeah. Solo, like I said, I'll probably see it when it comes out on video. I just unless unless I hear, oh, it's friggin' great, yeah. and everybody I know likes it. If it's very divisive, like the last one, right. then yeah. I probably will say, oh, I'll wait. Yeah. I, I will say this too before I, you know we keep talking, so I'm going to say it. The movie that really really surprised me that I saw lately was Jumanji. Oh yeah, me too. Super fun. Yeah. Super fun. I was absolutely shocked. And how I much thought fun that it was. movie. I thought I would not because I love the original Jumanji, and I thought there's no way I'm going to like this. And man, I had a blast watching it, that. Movie. It was just it was it was a lot of fun, and I thought they they did a great job modernizing it. Yeah, I'm struggling to understand how you bring back those same four people and make another one. Right, like that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But hey, I will I give it a shot when it comes out. Yeah, because yeah. I I thought I was just blown away. I hadn't. No expectation. I had heard good things about it, and then we got it one night on Netflix or Redbox, rather. Yeah. And I, I just loved it. I was shocked. I yeah. Was absolutely shocked. I'm trying to remember the movie that Rock uh, or Dwayne Johnson and uh, and Kevin Hart did. That was like the CIA, where he's a CIA. Yeah, agent. Central so Intelligence. Central right? Intelligence. Yeah, that yeah, was really yeah. good too. That was I funny. Will, yeah, I saw that I, too. I will go see any movie with those two guys in it now because of these two movies. <laughs> because I, like they have said, great I chemistry. Would have, so. I would have never thought it would be any good. Yeah. And and I saw a couple of previews of that. Well, that's kind of an interesting yeah. way to use the title and, and kind of have the idea of the game. And and you got to give credit to the Jonas brother that was in it. Boy, that guy. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he's got to be thrilled to be in something that was good. And he did a, like, he did a good job. Came too. back around. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. That was that was good. That was another uh, another one highly to recommend if you haven't seen it. Uh, don't need don't need 
little kids or anything. It's it's yeah. fun. It was yeah. it was really really fun. So before we give our information out, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you here for a second, John, because we haven't done this in a while. Are we going back to Star Wars cards? Yeah, I have Holy not. Crap. I have not done these. In, I have not done these in a long time, and I have been having. Every episode, I've had them sitting here, and every episode we close out, and I forget to ask the question. Oh, that's beautiful. So I've got two questions for you. I do have multiple choice if you need them, but I, we'll see if you need them. Let's see. Let's see. All let's right, go. so the first question is, what did Luke Skywalker ask Yoda about his vision of the future? So if you remember, it was Empire Strikes Back, Luke uh, had a vision, uh, and he asked Yoda something about that my vision. My friend's dead. Very close. He says, will they die? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, right mind of thinking. So, okay. uh, And then, what did Han Solo ask Chewbacca to bring him when he was trying to repair the hyperdrive motivator? It was a specific tool that he asked for. Spanner, wasn't it? Very, very close. The Hy- hydro, Hy- hydro spanner. spanner. Yes. Yeah. I'm impressed. Well, we talked about the spanner with somebody else. Like we brought that term up. It was with Greg, I think. Yeah, yeah. On the first, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, damn, you see, and all these people out there don't think I know something. I know a little <laughs> bit. So yeah, so uh, I I had the card sitting there. I was like, I am not going to forget it this time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we started with a bang on the on the return of that. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. All right, so John, how can they find you? Sure. Twitter, John, J-O-N, underscore Thurman, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. My other podcast, the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, is at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. I have to say this, and I should have said it at the beginning. My podcast world's collided with an upcoming guest. I'm going to give him a shout-out here because he's probably listening. His name is Michael Malady, and I interviewed Michael for my other show. And we asked, how did you, how did you first meet us? We talked about connecting on Twitter and he suddenly said, Oh, before I ever knew you were in HR and who you were, I listened to your other show. <laughs> Holy crap. That's crazy. I never thought that was going to happen. I've never mentioned Star Joe's on the HR social hour. I was stunned and, and he actually shocked me so much. Like it took, it knocked me back and my co-host just laughed. My co-host Wendy thought it was hysterical. She says, nothing phases me. And I'm like, I cannot believe. That somebody listened to this show, listens to that show, and then was taking part in that show and actually said, oh, yeah, I, I knew – I didn't know who you were, but I listened to Star Joe's. Nice. So anyway, Michael, if you're listening to this, you're getting a shout-out. His episode of that show is coming out soon, but I will put it out there again. If you write me a, a, a review and give me a five stars on uh, on iTunes and let me know you do, uh, I will get you a prize. Again, I don't cheap out on prizes. It will be worth your while, and uh, I think that's all. Cool. Well, uh, speaking of listeners, uh, Robert, our buddy Robert uh, Atkins, he sent me a picture, a selfie that he took with a listener, uh, Dave Drums. Uh, he, he was at the recent uh, G.I. Joe convention. Was it uh, Joe Fest? Or, uh, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Joe Fest. It was yeah. down, and I'm sure Brian Lang was probably there, too, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Um, so Dave Drums was there, and Robert took a selfie with him, and he says, uh, Dave Drums says, hi, longtime listener of the show. So I, I said, well, tell him I said hi, because I'm sure Robert was like, oh, I'll text him, send a picture to him right now. Um, and uh, it was funny, because at the time that Robert sent that to me, I was actually working on the Patreon episode. I happened to be editing the, an episode, so I actually said, working on an episode, uh, uh, new episodes this weekend, funny enough, and I sent a picture of me, a, a selfie of me in the room here. 
uh, back to them. So, so Dave, thanks for listening. Uh, glad you're a longtime listener and that you uh, stopped by to say hi to Robert and send me a hello as well. Um, so in regards to Star Joe's, uh, you can find us at StarJoe's.com. You can find us on Facebook. There is a group page and a fan page. The fan page is pretty much where you'll find comic reviews that I post on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, they also post on the fan page there. Uh, you'll also be updated on when we're doing episodes and when new episodes are released. Uh, on the group page, it's really been an awesome community. It keeps growing every single week, every single month. Uh, I don't and- know anybody anymore. Yeah, that's how it big it's me getting. out. <laughs> Chewy, sent, Chewy sent us both a message to something to that effect, and I told him, I'm glad you're posting, Chewy, because you're the only person I recognize anymore. <laughs> yeah, Chew, our buddy uh, Greg, uh, who goes by Chewy, he uh, sent me a message as well and just said, hey, I'm, uh, well, first off, he just copied the message he sent to you, so initially it said John to me. <laughs> <laughs> and But he says, you know, I hope you don't mind that I'm posting so much, and I was like, dude, no, keep posting. Post as much as you want. And I put that out there for anyone else out there. As long as you're posting fun stuff for all of us to talk about, and it doesn't matter whether it's Star Joe's related or just geek related or just, hey, fun life stuff, post it on the community page and uh, and let pe- give people stuff to talk about. So Let, let me make a request for that, it, for those, because I'm sure they're listening. There's a bunch of new people, and I'm not going to try to name your names. If you're new, put a note out there. Yeah. Who you are yourself in the way back when, before Ryan and I started working on this together, when I first met Ryan and Chuck, it was through the forums and there was an introduction thread and we don't have that. I don't think, you know, I think what I I think what I can do is I can make one and have it pinned to the top. Okay. Well, maybe let's do something because there I've seen probably a half dozen new names in the last month. And, and guys, I think it's great you're posting, but I don't have a friggin' clue who you are, and I'd love to get to know you other than seeing your name like yeah. once a f- every few days. So yeah, me too. Yeah, help help us out. Yeah. You know us, we want to get to know you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's because it's just like what Brian was saying. He says people come up to him and they watch his uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that, and they they feel like they know him, but he's just getting to know them. And like you said, John, I would have never known you if you hadn't been active on the forums and, and got to and introduced yourself and got to know who we were and everything else. And now we're doing the freaking show together. That's right. Host, so. <laughs> <laughs> so dreams can come true. Now. <laughs> and guess what? What did I not say this episode? It's our last one. You, you said it, not me. <laughs> it is not our last one. Um, so, uh, but yeah, please, uh, let us know who you are. I will, I will make that thread, uh, for us and I'll, I'll have it pinned to the top so this way we can keep it going. Um, and then, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. It's, it's at Star Joe's Podcast. Uh, I'm on Instagram and that's where I post my comic reviews. And it's, my comic reviews are just anything I'm reading right then. Uh, in fact, I'm way behind, so I've been just posting reviews after review. Uh, so I'm actually way farther in my reading than my reviews show, but, uh, I go back and I, I give a, I think a pretty good thorough review of, of the stuff I'm reading without spoiling anything. I really try not to spoil what, I, what I just read. So in case someone hasn't read it yet, um, but yeah, so that's gone. Uh, call and leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, uh, 440-941-JOES. Uh, you, there's Star Joe's merchandise. Just go to starjoes.com. You'll find it all there. You can email the show at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. I do want to thank the Patreon sponsors that are out there. Uh, Jonathan Morgantini, who does the, uh, he's 
putting together. Last I heard, I haven't heard anything new from him. Each time I say that, he still hasn't let me know if he's still doing it or not, but he's doing the G.I. Joe role-playing game. Uh, so that's out there. If you want to get in touch about doing something like that with him, uh, reach out to me and I'll get you in touch with him. Uh, Matt Anderson, who has nothing to promote, but is just an awesome guy. And I love talking with him. He sends me messages almost after every episode and we just talk about fun geek stuff or life stuff or whatever. Really cool guy. Ben, uh, Penserga, he does movies and a meal. Uh, and, uh, it's nice short reviews. Like they're usually like half hour or less episodes. Uh, there'll be a link for that in the show notes. And then we have Will Bell, who does Dudes in Toyland. And if you're into toy collecting, especially customizing toys, uh, especially when it comes to G.I. Joe, you'll definitely want to check that out. And I'll have a link for their show in the show notes as well. Uh, so check them out. Uh, they're uh, Tim and a friend that do the show, and they're, you can tell that they're friends, which is the chemistry that you always want to have. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, really great stuff out there for you guys. I'll always promote awesome stuff for you. Um, but yeah, uh, check out all that stuff, uh, stick around and like I said, check out the Patreon stuff. We, I now have eight episodes out there. Uh, I'm about to record a ninth episode, which will be the uh, second part of Hal Jordan and, uh, the fall and rise of Hal Jordan. So if you're a Green Lantern fan, you can join Patreon for as low as $3 a month and you get it, you get at least one, if not more episodes of Star Joe's every single month because of that. $3 and you help support the show here with any costs that, that I have based on the show and it helps me improve some of the stuff that I have here to make the show even better. So it gives me more access too. like, I will tell you, I'm actually going to be taking this handy dandy recording device that I bought, uh, portable recording device that we use in Baltimore. I bought it off of Travis with the money from our patrons and I'm going to take that with me to the free comic book day and I'm going to record. I don't think I'll be allowed to record the Steranko dinner as much as I would love to do that. I'll bring it with me. I don't think they'll let me record it, but I'll ask John, the owner of Carolyn John's, if, if it'd be okay if I were just hit the record button. Uh, but if not, I'll at least be uh, interviewing people in line and everything else, and I'll have put that out as an episode as well. Uh, and I'll probably get an interview with John, the comic shop owner, and see if he'll uh, at least give me like a 5-10 minute interview uh, about his free comic book day event and why he does it and everything else. Uh, he's just such an awesome guy and such a huge part of the Cleveland community. So uh, he really does support the community. I'll give you an idea of one of the things he does is he takes a portion of the free comic books that he purchases. Cause remember these people, these comic shop owners, they buy these comics to give away for free. They don't just give them for free. He takes a portion of those that he buys and gives them to the local uh, public library near him so that they have comics that they can give for free on free comic book day as well, which I think is just awesome. So, um, but yeah, so that's everything. Uh, and we will definitely be back with more episodes in the future. I don't know what we're going to cover next. I'm reaching out to a few creators to see if we can get some interviews. Uh, but we're also going to have a bunch of comic reviews coming up. I know I'm going to be doing a comic review of the next star Wars issue coming up. Uh, I did tease that. So of uh, the old Marvel run. So that'll be cool. Uh, but with that, we'll go ahead and close this episode by saying the force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.